0: The Dallas Cowboys have officially trimmed their roster down to 53 players. What was the most surprising move that they made on Tuesday? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team on. every locked day. Locked on. Locked, locked on. locked On. Locked On Cowboys. On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That is linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys have officially trimmed their roster down to 53 players. What was the most surprising move that you saw today?
1: I mean, again, we have to just say it. uh, I think the whole Jordan Lewis pup situation to me still kind of scratches my head. I, I think, you know, Clearly they had this in mind and clearly I feel like they had the Joseph trade in the back of their minds a little bit too. Uh, And this is kind of all, yeah, we'll get into all that. But to me still, you know, I I just feel like I understand all the arguments. I understand that. And listen, I want Jordan Lewis on the team. I understand all that. I understand having depth. I understand having a veteran guy like that. I, I, I still just don't understand why you wouldn't leverage a roster mechanism in order to keep, you know, one extra guy, if you wanted him, uh, and that, that basically doesn't really cost you anything. If, if with the hope that Jordan Lewis doesn't have to play. And, and so I think for them, you know, they would rather have the safety of having Jordan Lewis potentially ready to play by week two or three. Um, you know, if, if he's ready to play by week two or three. Yeah. So just to be clear, the Cowboys activated Jordan Lewis
0: off the PUP list. They had the opportunity to keep him there. He would have missed the first four games of the season. Um, there's been some, like, different reports on how ready Jordan Lewis is.
1: Yeah. And I, I think I, that's I st- part of the reason that I'm so worried about this, right? Well, because
0: there, there's some reports that he's going to be ready to practice. I saw Todd Archer had a quote with Jordan Lewis. I believe it was from yesterday that said, uh, you know, he, Jordan Lewis would like, like another full week of practice to get ready because he feels like he's close, uh, but he's not quite there. Mike McCarthy had his press conference on Tuesday. They asked him if he was going to practice this week, and he said, well, we're not putting a timetable on that kind of stuff. So it just feels like everything is so murky a little bit. I just wonder, like, we saw this play out with Michael Gallup last year, but it felt like the Cowboys rushed it a little bit. Gallup didn't play in week one. They had the option to keep him on on PUP. They decided not to and we kind of saw that played out. This seems like it's a more serious injury uh, because of the Liz Frank, because of how bad the foot was injured, I, I just wonder why they didn't take this, you know, roster mechanism to their advantage.
1: I, I will add that it, you know, if Isaiah and, and this, it has a high likelihood of happening, right? If Isaiah Land and you know uh, McEwen, uh, we'll talk about all these guys that, that, that did end up getting cut. If they end up making it to the practice squad with no problem then maybe this was all a worry for nothing, right? Uh, and, and Jordan Lewis doesn't have to necessarily play week one. Maybe it's fine. But if one of those guys that you really want didn't make it, um, you know, I'm going to be looking at this situation where you had a, a veteran uh, corner who would probably have been better served to miss uh, some more time and get healthy. Sure. And, and just to be clear, on his comment yesterday, he didn't say he felt like he needed a week of practice. He needed another week of rehab before he was felt like he was ready to practice. Yeah. So, you know, look, and again, all the stuff we talked about with the injury, if you, if you have questions about it, go back and listen to our mini podcast where we talked about our concerns about a, a, a non-explosive player who's almost 30 years old uh, getting a Liz Frank injury and what that's going to do at, a corner, at the cornerback position. So, yeah. t- so the, we can go check that out. But I, I just think the roster mechanism, they didn't use it when they had it available to them, which, you know, I felt like was a mistake. Uh, we're going to talk
0: about the cornerback situation a little bit more uh, in, in the next segment because the Cowboys did make a trade there. Yeah. Just some other quick notes here. Uh, the Cowboys did release Will Greer. That's not a surprise. I did see Mike McCarthy say they'd, lo- they'd love to have him back on the practice squad. I've got to believe that Will Greer is going to find – if it's if it's not on an active roster, i got to believe he's going to find a better practice squad situation where he can get more reps in the Cowboys now that they're developing trade Lance. But we'll see. Gotta at least talk uh, uh, about your your guy Hunter Lipke, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was in a meeting when I saw that 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 had happened, and I I kind of had to like contain my uh, joy a little bit. Um, you know, I I think we've heard whispers that they have got a uh, uh, you know a plan for him. Um, so it's, it's, and obviously that's going to involve playing fullback, I would assume, or kind of just playing some multiple positions, special yeah. teams and all that stuff. So, we come uh, the Come up yeah. with a
0: new word. Cause I don't really feel like he's going to be a fullback and he's not really a, a running
1: back. Right. Was, I mean, yeah. Like like, a, like, a, like, a, like you used to call it a super back, right? Was, Dude, was, let's was, let's was, call him a super back. Cause he's going to do yeah. a little bit of everything. Cause he is doing a little bit of everything. So yeah, I, I do think that that's kind of the role he's going to. Yeah. And I do think you're right. It's, it's probably, disingenuous to to re- continually call him a fullback like that i um, mean he's not like i said he's not moose johnson so uh no. he's he's definitely more of a versatile move tight in fullback hybrid type than yeah. you know, a modern fullback is yeah. what i would I guess we call it right we we should also mention the draft class every single one of the cowboys draft
0: picks i believe made the 53 man roster including uh jalen brooks right Yeah, Yeah, got it. Congratulations. Eric Eric, uh, Eric Scott, (laughs) the Cowboys cornerback. Yeah, you
1: listed them (laughs) into succession successfully. Congratulations.
0: That's amazing. It takes a lot of brain power there. Uh, Junior Fahoku made it. Uh, We had Austin Richards make it. So I always think there's a little bit of number fudging that goes on here a little bit to make sure that all your draft picks make their initial 53-man roster because it just looks really bad if they don't. Uh, But for most of the, I mean, for most of these guys, it was a pretty easy decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like honestly this wasn't too different than what I put on my 53-man roster. I mean, the, obviously the things we talked about are different, uh, some uh, one or two names maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and I, I think there was intense competition at those like kind of five or six bottom spots of the roster. But I would say say that obviously 47 to 48 yep. of these names, it was pretty clear who was going to be on the roster. Uh, one
0: more thing before we kind of move on to some of the other storylines. A guy that you and I just kind of wrote off and didn't really think was going to make the roster this year was Neville Gallimore, right? Like, I, yeah. I think kind of going into training camp, it felt like he was very much a dead man walking on this roster. But lo and behold, he had a really good camp. He had a good preseason. He he beat out Quentin Bahana uh, for that uh, last defensive tackle spot on this roster.
1: Yeah, he really had a, a strong push at the end of practice. I mean, in, in end of training camp, right? Uh, and Bohana, who had had a pretty decent camp at the beginning uh, part, uh, it felt like kind of just leveled off. And, and honestly, I, I won't be shocked if Bohana is also on the practice squad yeah. and, and back on this team. Um, so yeah, I I, uh, I mean, good for good for uh, Gallimore. I think you know, again, this 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 points to a pedigree situation, right? Where Gallimore is a third round pick, you know, so. Uh, if they wanted to keep both him and uh, Bohana, it was going to make more sense to try to sneak Bohana as it was to Gallimore. It wasn't like Gallimore's yep. had that great yep. of a camp, but he still is a third round pick. Now we do have a trade to talk about today. I, this, we had a
0: certain cornerback get traded. That part wasn't surprising, but what he got traded for uh, was pretty shocking to me. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every day dayers on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about some of the, all the other ramifications happening uh, from Cowboys roster moves to practice squad. Once we get a little bit of information there, so make sure you tune in for that. But, Landon, we have a trade to talk about. The Dallas Cowboys have sent cornerback Kelvin Joseph going into year three to the Miami Dolphins for Noah Igbenogany. I believe I got it right. Uh, yep. A first-round pick from Auburn who's going into the final year of his contract. Again, not surprised to see Joseph get traded. I am surprised to see to see him get dealt for another cornerback.
1: Yeah. And basically just an outside corner version of himself. It seems like yeah. a, a guy that was a very high draft pick an even higher draft pick than Kelvin Joseph, uh, who just didn't pan out. And, and listen, I, I, I've obviously watched Noah play a lot. I mean, I, as an Auburn fan and, um, and I remember, you know, scouting him, uh, going through a whole process with him uh when he came out, I think in the 2020 draft, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised when he was taken in the first round. I I thought it was was a reach at the time. Yeah. For Miami. I I think it shocked a a lot of people. In fact, most folks. Right. Um, I I think that, you know, it's a situation where, you know, I think the Cowboys both felt and the Miami Dolphins both felt like that they could get more out of the player than the other team had gotten. Um, And I feel like with Noah, it's the thing that's interesting is that it's uh, he's, he's doesn't really meet a lot of the metrics that the no. Cowboys usually have, especially for height. Uh, so uh, I, I, I to see exactly kind of where he folds into this whole situation. I imagine he starts out as cornerback five or something like that. Um, well, do not be surprised you know, if he's just inactive on game days. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because
0: if you're top four corners, let's say by week four, right. Because I'm, I'm assuming Jordan Lewis will be healthy enough then to play. We digs Gilmore bland and Lewis probably that fifth corner is going to be Eric Scott who can help on special teams. And then CJ Goodwin, once he gets back on the roster.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm still trying to figure it out because to me, it's like, I mean, unless they feel like, I mean, he did play some slot snaps, but he didn't play a lot. Uh, and right now it's like, I guess they're, they're feeling like the backup slot on this team is, is Jordan Lewis. And then after that, you know, is there or, well, or something or like that? I feel like Mike McCarthy,
0: told you exactly why they traded Kelvin Joseph in the press conference uh, on Tuesday. Cause he basically said, listen, Calvin Joseph was buried on our depth chart as a slot. He goes to Miami where he has a better chance to play inside. And that's why Miami traded for him. And we just wanted more outside corner. So to me, it sounds like I could be totally wrong, that Deron bland is probably going to be your week one. Starting, oh, for sure. Starting Absolutely. Slot, slot, slot corner. Jordan Lewis will potentially fight him for that job once he's fully healthy. And then in certain looks, it's going to be Israel Makamu as your big slot, just
1: depending on the down and situ, you know, down situation. Yeah, and and I guess that makes sense. And and uh, you know, the the only hope is that you know what happens if Lewis comes back and he's not what what you expect. You know, then you you might have to really start to kind of consider things. Um, yeah. But I think you, you like we mentioned, you have in house solutions with uh, guys like. Uh, McCormick could play inside in the slot and, and some of these other folks. So, and, are, and I won't be surprised, interests. like Miles Brooks. I got that one right. Uh, who the
0: Cowboys signed as an undrafted free agent. He'll probably go on the practice squad. He is somebody that can play in the slot. If you need to go out and get a slot corner, it's a little bit easier to find that than it is probably. to go out and find an outside corner in this defense. And they just probably feel like between Bland, Jordan Lewis, and McCormick, they've got themselves covered. They just didn't have a roster spot. To keep Calvin Joseph as a third slot corner, even though I really like the way he developed in the preseason.
1: Yeah, and maybe maybe even Gilmore could slide in to play inside if he needed to, and then it gives you an opportunity to play one of those young guys outside. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's an interesting group. I mean, they still, still, I mean, the funny thing about it is that even though we kind of got that aspect of it wrong, they still have an incredibly deep cornerback room. You know, like you know, if Jordan Lewis comes back healthy, then you're still feeling extremely good about the top four cornerbacks in your room.
0: We, we should also mention that Nation Wright made the 53 man roster initially. Now, we did get a report that he is going on the injured reserve list, which means he's going to miss, I think it's the first four games of the year. I think that's how they, they keep it. changing
1: it. Yeah, but I think it is four games now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he'll be eligible to come back, you know, in early October. The Cowboys are also putting Matt Wall. Let's go on the injured reserve list, uh, he'll be able to come back. We were talking about him pre-show.
1: Yeah. He
0: played 30-plus snaps against the Raiders despite having a bad shoulder. He's really tough, but once the Cowboys do that, they'll be able to bring back Trent singh their long snapper. CJ Goodwin will come back on the roster. Um, and it seems like Chuma Doga will also come back on the roster because he was released uh, today as well.
1: Yeah. And just to, just to kind of give some, a line of demarcation uh, again, if you want to have them go on the IR to return, they have to be carried on to the roster for week one guys like Josh ball, who got put on the IR before the roster cuts. That means his season is over. He's, he, he doesn't have the opportunity to come back. So uh, if that's why they're to- holding on to right. And uh, I forgot, I even forgot who the other one was. Adoga ad- a dog ad- ad- well, Adoga's getting cut. Right. Well, so right? you say saying, uh, uh- it was uh, the return David IR. Durden.
0: David Durden went on the injured reserve list. He can't come back. Same with Overshawn. Um,
1: who else? Am Ball. I who we just mentioned. Josh and Ball. The, the returns are right. And who's the other one that is? Well, let's go. That, well, let's go. That's sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go. Return. So that they have to be carried on. They'll get put on IR, and then you can sign either call up two guys from the practice squad or or sign some, some people off the street.
0: Yeah. Um. Just a couple other notes about the Cowboys' fifty-three man roster. They did release Jabril Cox. That was somebody who we talked about at length over the last couple of days. Uh, Mike McCarthy had actually a lot of positive things to say about him um, in the press conference today. I've got to believe that he's somebody that they would like to get back on the practice squad just yeah, to have. But sure. he, I could, and we talked about this yesterday, I could see him being a guy that gets claimed pretty easily.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, there was definitely a reason that I felt like, you know, I, I was nervous about them trying to do this is because of the pedigree, right. That that, that someone's going to look at this and say, Hey, this is a guy who just was injured, you know? And, and yeah. so I, and, and, and linebackers who can cover like, that's a pretty rare trait. So yeah. uh, we'll see. I'm hopeful that he can make it through. But again, if he doesn't, it, it you know, it just, I, you point to that Jordan Lewis pup situation and you, and you say, Hey, this is a guy that maybe they could have held on to, uh, but they, they kind of rolled the dice, Look, and, uh, and hopefully they get through. Hopefully they, 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 he gets through and you get him back on your practice squad, and then he'll be part of the team next this year. Uh, yeah, we, we also should mention that Marquis Bell, we've got some rumblings. like He's actually
0: making the full-time switch to linebacker now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't even know whether we should call him a linebacker or not. He's a box player, right? So I think that's why the Cowboys felt a little bit more comfortable moving on from Jabril Cox because you still have Leighton Van Der Esch, you have Damone Clark, Devin Harper made the 53 man roster. Micah Parsons can give you snaps there if you need them to. And then you've got Jaron Curse who functions really as a big line or a, you know as a smaller linebacker and now Marquis Bell. So they kept six safeties although it's really more like four and a half.
1: Yeah, and Overshone, if Overshone's a linebacker then and we could probably count Marquise Bell as a linebacker. I mean, they're they're I, the identical size. So yeah, uh, you yeah, it makes sense. Like that's obviously like we talked about. That's a very fluid situation between those two positions, specifically the kind of more box safety and linebacker. So uh, it wasn't a big surprise, or you know, really even a position switch for Marquise Bell to kind of just yep. step two inches over to the right or left yep. and 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 be in the right gap and and just go ahead and go and play.
0: All right, let's talk about all the undrafted free agents that made the Cowboys roster this year. We will get to them next. The Dallas Cowboys had three undrafted free agents from the 2023 class that made the 53-man roster. Uh, Your guy, Hunter Lipke, was one. We already talked about him. TJ Bass, the guard from Oregon, made the 53-man roster. And what's more interesting to me is he beat out Alec Lindstrom, Brock Hoffman, and Matt Farniak for that role? It's clear the Cowboys like him a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't even be shocked if he was. He may be the guy that you, you call off the bench first if one of these guards get hurt, hurt. I mean, I, I, I think he's he looks think he's ahead of Awesome Richards as a guard. Maybe. I, I think it's possible. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, again, we haven't really seen him play left side yet. So, I I, I I, mean, but that maybe that's something he starts working on this week. So, um, it would be interesting to see exactly who the first one off the bench is there. And I, I, I think there's pros and cons to each. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, he was a guy we had really high hopes. If you go know, flashback to, you know, is that remember when we were talking about this in uh, July, uh, you know, we talked about these guys being – Specifically, Lipke and Bass being guys that they would, you know, they've gave a lot of money, uh, guaranteed money to, uh, and just felt like players that, uh, you know, fit the bill of very specific roles uh, that that could be on the roster, right? Like, and, and yeah. I think Bass yeah. is a guy that was an All American as a tackle. It's still crazy to think uh, slides inside a guard where it's it's just you know you go and watch his Oregon tape. And it was just so clear that he was a guard in the NFL Uh, and we were excited to see it. And it took him a little while early on. It didn't feel like you were getting the full, uh, uh, you know, uh, TJ bass experience, I guess is the best way to put it when, you know, when he was kind of getting his feet underneath him, but the last two or three weeks, he has just been dynamite and really has just played very, very well. uh, And, and kind of, I think really helped kind of raise the level of the entire uh, backup offensive line unit. So, yeah, he's on the team. I wouldn't even be shocked if he uh, made it active a couple of weeks in. Um, so, I, yeah, I think he's going to have a role in this team, and we've already obviously talked about Lipke, and then obviously the big kicker, who's also the third yeah. the name well, of Well, that, so. one, that one we knew was happening for a while, yeah. right, Brendan Aubrey. I, it's just funny how
0: at the guard position, how many different names that have been in that conversation this year. Yeah. the T.J. Bass ended up beating out whether it was – Terrence Steele back in what March when Jerry Jones suggested it right. I think yeah. there was Matt Farniak, uh, Josh Ball, who we mentioned who was on IR, which I wonder if his Cowboy career is kind of over now. That it, maybe you know that he will be going into year four next year and it's just clearly not worked out. Uh, Brock Hoffman, out Lindstrom, it's just the Chumadoga. Now he'll be back, but I still wonder if Bass is higher on the depth chart. Just a, a pretty incredible offseason for Bass. We mentioned Lipke. We mentioned Brandon Aubrey. I also want to mention just how many undrafted free agents are on this 53-man roster for the Cowboys. Like, If we just go through positions, you have Cooper Rush. We have Rico Dowdle, who made the 53-man roster I'm over sorry. Malik Davis, who was released. Uh, Kevontae Turpin at wide receiver. Uh, we mentioned uh, TJ Bass at guard. Uh, I'm thinking anybody on the defensive line. I think those are all draft picks.
1: Hendershot wasn't a draft pick, Hendershot, right? yeah,
0: that, yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh Marquis Bell, Wanye Thomas, who made the That's fifty-three right. man roster after mo- not making it last year. Like they are just loaded with undrafted free agents on this team.
1: Yeah. And, you know, look, I mean, they they're one of the best in the league about getting these guys, securing them. It's because they have good facilities, it's because they have a high rate of let of giving these guys opportunities to play on the field. And and yep. look, you can say a lot of things about the way the NFL works, the way the Cowboys work. Uh, the Cowboys have never been afraid to give people opportunities despite uh, what, where they're they're drafted or where they came from. You can They've play been one of the be better in the field. That's right. They've been one of the better teams in the league about that. And and you know, obviously the roster bears that out at this point.
0: All right. So what's next for the Cowboys, Land? And obviously they have waiver claims on uh what was that Wednesday? It's gonna be a little hard to claim, guys, just because they're at the very bottom of the waiver order. But yeah. I do I've got to imagine the Cowboys are gonna put in at least a few claims here
1: yeah i imagine they would they would I, I think they only put in a couple of claims last year if i yeah. remember correctly so uh and i think it was something like I, I was i'm quoting dalton miller's i think was just saying it off the top of his head i think there was something like 33 total claims league-wide yeah. last year so uh you know sometimes we can you know over inflate the kind of you know feeling about play, people claiming these guys off the off the the waiver wire but uh, yeah, was, we're watching for that. Obviously, there are some roster mechanism stuff that's going to need to happen tomorrow, including uh, I think I think they can start putting folks on IR uh tomorrow uh, as as, yeah I think, I tomorrow
0: and tomorrow after four o'clock i believe and then
1: that will free up those uh, roster spots for more folks so it'll be interesting to see how those kind of if they are just calling up guys that were cut previously or if they are signing guys that are on waiver wire or are they signing street free agents you know because there are still uh, there's still a group of folks that are basically been waiting for today to happen right um and and to kind of the all the you know the the ripplings, ripple effects of what happens through, through cut down day. And then it's going to become time for the teams to kind of turn to, okay, what do we still have left? What do we still need to kind of fill in uh, with uh, street free agents and veterans on the street? So look out, it it, now is the time for you guys to kind of be looking at who's available on the street, not just the guys that are being cut, but who like veterans and see if anybody could potentially fit. Um, But I, I think honestly with the way the Cowboys roster is constructed right now, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a swing interior guy. Well, I was just about time, to ask you but... if uh,
0: if Terrence Steele gets hurt, like in week one, who's playing right tackle for you? In
1: week one, sure. Like if he goes down for seven
0: plays, who's stepping in and playing right tackle for you?
1: I I still have not gotten an injury report on Chuma Adoga. <laughs> he's not being way. He didn't get waived injured, from what no, I No, He got
0: cut. He got outright cut
1: because he's a vested veteran. So um, that means that he's not hurt anymore like he can't I, I'm pretty sure that's what it means because yeah, yeah it, I mean sure yeah you, you have to be waved injured if you're if you can't pass a physical right so I, I'm I'm wondering if it isn't if Chuma Doga isn't ready at this point so uh, if not yeah I don't know they're, they're gonna need to go get a they're gonna need to get a, a temporary guy you know Hi, Jason Peters. I you want I mean, listen, I, I kind of jokingly
0: mentioned this guy's name on the podcast the other day, but uh, Cam Irving got cut from Carolina today.
1: I mean, look, I, I know some people are going to him and haw about that, but there aren't a lot of great offensive linemen in the league. Cam Irving's not terrible, you know, or at least no, he hasn't been when he was with the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, know? and he so, can play – I mean, he can play five different spots. He got drafted yeah. to be a center by the Browns in the first round, and he can play yeah. – t- I mean – I think that's what you're looking at is grabbing somebody like that. that can play three or four different spots and then just adding them to the group. But I do, I worry about the swing tackle spot, especially now that well let's go is out for the next four games. And
1: Josh Ball's not an option. Like there's just not, they don't have a right side player right now. Well, it's just the right side, right? I feel like it, awesome. Richards, I mean, for better or for worse is your left, left side back problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's someone that's going to need to play right tackle. I mean, can T.J. Bass play right now? No. I, I want him focusing on guard. I don't know. It's – yeah. It's, it's going to have to be a it, – It's going to have to be some veteran that they sign off the street. That's why I think that they won't do anything probably. Well, it's, uh, almost,
0: it's almost September, which means
1: it's time for Jason Peters to start getting in shape. Yeah, so yeah. So he's, he, he's starting to stretch and get off the couch right now <laughs> Maybe lifted some weights a little bit now. So now that the cuts have started. So Uh,
0: the last thing really quickly, the Cowboys can start adding players to the practice squad uh, tomorrow. Or excuse me on Wednesday. Um, I I fully expect a lot of these players that the Cowboys released like Isaiah land. We'll see about Jabril Cox, uh, Jalen Moreno Cropper, all of those guys to be on the 53 or excuse me on the practice squad. The Cowboys are pretty good about loading that spot up with talent and if you wonder how many of these players from the practice squad ever really develop into guys that make your 53 man roster, no, look no further than Juan A. Thomas, who was on the 53 man yeah. roster, or excuse me, on the practice squad last year. Now he's on your 53 man roster.
1: And we also need to identify the fact that practice squad means something differently than it does the two years ago. Yes. You know, the rules that they've made, and the, I mean, it, it didn't get a lot of ink, but the rules that they made to change the, how the practice squad is constructed and what they're able to do on game day uh, has really changed the roster-building game completely. So now that's why you're seeing guys that uh, you know are veterans on practice squads that will likely play on Sundays. Well, I you think know, like
0: Sean McEwen is a great example. Yeah, it's, I it's won't it's be exactly. surprised if McEwen starts the year on the practice squad and he's the one that's active on game day and Hunter Lipke isn't
1: yet. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. We talked about that as a, as a real possibility, is that literally that lip, you have to have some game day inactives. And if you're not quite sure of Lipke's role yet, or if you just are still feeling like McEwen is at a spot where he's more consistent, then yeah, I mean there may be games where you want more four tight ends than you want three those extra running right. backs. So it, it may it just also, be game
0: plan specific, right? And you you don't want to expose Lipke to waivers and have other teams mm-hmm. claim him. So it's better off to keep him on your 53 man roster, have him be inactive, and then pull somebody up like McEwen from your practice squad to actually play in the games. I think you'll see a lot of that. you might even see, you know, some players that are pretty decent ending up on practice squads Absolutely. that, you know actually contribute in week one when the Cowboys go to New York to take on the Giants. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day, we'll be back tomorrow to continue to break down the roster cuts and the roster moves that the Cowboys will make all week long. Go follow the show on YouTube. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms. Check out Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you guys next time.